Guys, should I dedicate my next book to Kathy Bates? Yes. No, like not put a reason, just put to Kathy Bates. <laughs> to Kathy Bates. Welcome back, Heartbreakers. I'm Amanda here with my co-hosts. I'm Madison. I'm Kelsey. I'm Juliana. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about um, Just Between Us by our very own Madison Wright. But before we get into that, I would like to know what everyone has been reading since our last episode. So Kelsey, how about you go first? Oh boy. <laughs> I um, anything in like three weeks. No, I'm in a reading slump. I did start rereading the Peachtree Bluff series. Um, and that's been a really nice little um, I don't know what to call it. I haven't reread that series in a while, so it's been fun. We were at the beach last week. Um, and it was just I feel like it's a good book to read while you're on the coast. What about you, Madison? What are you reading? Um, I've still been in my Tessa Dare phase um but I think there's one series left her I haven't read and it's like three books and it's her first series and I started it and it didn't like grip me right away like her other ones did and so I put it on pause I may come back to it later but then I started um well what is it called I don't know. It was a Sarah McLean book and I like it so far. Um, and then I actually, I messaged Sarah Adams today and asked her for Regency recommendations because she likes them all. And she told me that I needed to try out um, the Wallflower series by Lisa Claypass. So I'm going to try that next. But actually, before I do that, um, our friend Jada that we're going to be having on the podcast in February when her book comes out she's sending it to me so I'm very excited to start that tonight I told her that I anticipated staying up all night to get started on it because I'm so excited she writes fantasy right yes like villain fantasy I'm very excited it's supposed to be like dark she said it's gonna destroy me so I'm pretty excited for that I haven't been destroyed by a book recently so she told me that she was like are you going to be okay with this for right now and I was like you know I haven't been destroyed emotionally in a while so hit me kind with of in it the mood. Like, yeah. yeah I know so you know just feeling a little um spicy so I'm excited for that um Juliana what have you been reading okay so I am juggling a lot of books right now um First and foremost, I started in the end, finally, because I'm the worst friend, but I finally started and it's so good. I'm currently 40% through right now. So um, I have that going. I am reading three different KU hockey romances, not really liking any of them. So I'm not even going to say the name or who they're by. Um, I'm not 
getting into any of them. They, they've been a little bit, I'm going to move this closer. Um, they've been a little bit cringy, but I will say I finished, um, I don't remember if I talked about this last time, but I finished the playing for keeps, um, by Becca Mack series. Uh, it is consider me and play with me. Both of them were five-star reads. They were incredible. And I'm also reading uh, mafia books. <laughs> we just have a lot going on right now. I'm reading mafia mad men by Mila Finelli. Um, the Smart Women Read Romance podcast talked about it and it sounded really cute and funny and like mafia all in one. And so I was like, oh, okay. So I started it and I'm only like a, like 10% in, but I listened to an entire podcast about it. And uh, so I know what happens. So I feel like I ruined it for myself, but it, so far it's really good. So yeah, I'm reading all kinds of things. Oh, also Jules, on the way home from work today, I started Below Zero, the second of the, Ooh. or wait, the th- third I don't know one of the that one of the Allie Hazelwood novellas yeah the one with them in the blanket yeah. that was the one I was most excited for and so far I'm liking it more than I liked the last novella of hers that I read mm-hmm. I liked it but I'm liking this one even more so it's I'm really not good really a novella person but I'm really excited for these I think I'm gonna like them a lot I'm me neither but I feel like lot. she does a really good job of like packing a whole story into a novella. I read one novella one time and it is one of my like top, top books ever. And so I can't like knock off a novella because yeah. it's a novella, you know, I mean, there, there's some yeah. really incredible things there. What uh, is a novella considered? How many pages? I don't know. I don't know. I know it's like a short book, but I don't know how many pages. I think they're usually like under 200. I think. Oh, okay. I think most of them are just usually the reason I don't always gravitate towards them is because I think they're usually like insta love. Yeah. So they have to be done right. It's hard to pack history and everything. I feel like they have to go through a traumatic experience together in order for me to. This (laughs) one is second chance. So you can do a second chance one. I Mm -hmm. think Um, the, my favorite one ever is um, hold on. Let me find it. It's called the dark hold on it's they're stuck in an elevator together and it is incredible that's um, how her other novella is the one that oh I yeah read. yeah it's like that it's um dark heart I think or something like that I'm it's gonna drive me insane it doesn't have the cutest cover but it is such a good book it, and I would have never if I saw the cover I'd be like yeah I'm never reading that but it's actually really incredible oh hearts in darkness by Laura K it's a novella there is a second book to it and I didn't like the second book I feel like I should have just read the novella itself but um if you're looking for a good short book with some spice in it it's really really good yeah Yeah, um you've been reading I was just about to say that oh no you go you always forget no I was just about to I was about to ask who hasn't gone um I haven't been reading a lot to be perfectly honest because work has been crazy and trying to do nano at the same time yeah, you've been writing a lot. No, I haven't, but that's oh. beside the point. I was going to ask how it's going um, for you. So I think since last weekend, I've literally finished one book. And that was, I can't remember if I talked about Midnight Repeated by Danny McLean last week or not, but I did finish that. Um, and I think then, you were reading it. I don't yeah, and I also that. finished when a scott ties the knot audiobook i don't know if i talked about that last week and then i finished broken bow wow broken vow by sophie lark which is the fifth book in the brutal birthright series 
So I'm working on the sixth one in that right now, but I literally have not picked it up since Saturday and it's now Thursday. So there's that. And I started Two Wrongs Make a Right by Chloe Lee tonight. And then I'm also 85% of the way through with of A Breath of Snow and Ashes, which is the sixth Outlander book by Diana Gabaldon. I've been listening to the audio. It's taken me two weeks to get through this much of it. I'm you're ready not to loving them. it, right? I'm, you posted that on Instagram. I pardon my language, listeners, but I'm fucking miserable. Um, but I'm like committed. At, I'm committed at this point, so I have to finish it. But like, it's god awful. I am miserable. I literally just Is it the to story it or the narrator or what? The story. There's no point to it. Literally, not I can single- really appreciate your commitment. <laughs> This book is over a thousand pages long. This this audiobook is 57 hours long and not anything oh. of consequence has happened. Not oh, one no. fucking thing in this entire book. You I don't understand how people listen to 57 hours of like I don't understand. Book. I have it on two times. Like that's what my listening speed is right now. To get Holy it done moly. faster. And it's still like I don't know how people like this series. I really don't. Because after the first like four books, it went whoop, right into the toilet. Just trash after that. So there's my rant about Outlander. <laughs> Glad we got that out of the way. I feel a little bit better now. So yeah, Madison, um, tell us about yourself. Well, it's so good to be here. Thank you guys for having me on. Um, I know none of you guys listening know anything about me or my books or my writing process. So I'll just jump right in. Um, but no, I really don't know <laughs> what I'm supposed to say that I haven't said before um this is your second book right this is my second book okay tell us Sam cover I guess I can tell you guys a little bit about what's been going on the last couple weeks and um um, maybe give us some like background on how Cam and Ellie's story came to be okay yeah um so when I was writing just go with it I knew I wanted it to be an interconnected series. My plan was always to go back and write um, a Cam or a Rod and Camilla book. Um, and But then I didn't really want to go back in time, you know? Um, and I was writing, I just really liked Cam's character. And um, so then I got the idea to write his book. And I always knew I wanted him to come to Nashville Um, but I didn't really have anything beyond that. Um, but it was still fairly on, like, I think I was still writing just go with it when I got the idea for his story with Ellie. Um, I think I've talked about this on here, but my best friend works as a manager for an apartment complex. And so she's always telling me her like funny stories about things that happen. And Ethel, for example, is based on a real woman that lives in her apartment complex. Um, she has like the glasses that Ethel wears and she makes penis shaped candies. Um, and so I was like immediately latched onto that. I was like, that is amazing. But she also like would tell me all these other things. And my original draft for just between us had so many other like funny things about this apartment complex that I ended up taking out. Like there is someone like on their computers in their office, um, someone keeps coming in all the time, like in their like business center, someone keeps coming in and changing the desktop background to 
very graphic anime porn. And that was originally in the first draft of Just Between Us. I ended up cutting it out because like it really didn't add anything to the story. But I, I was like, so much. I know. Like there were so many things that she told me that happened that I had in that first draft. And I was like, I have to cut so much of this because it's not adding anything to the, the actual plot. It's just funny. Um, but the two things that kept it in were Ethel's character which I mean, I embellished and made her own. She literally just told me that there was an old woman with like Coke bottle glasses who made penis shaped candies. And I was like, yes. And then um, the armadillo that actually happened to her. Um, I didn't even know Tennessee had armadillo. <laughs> I didn't either. And neither did she. She was very shocked to find an armadillo in her apartment complex. That's now so the armadillo was all me. I came up with that and I sent it to her like when I wrote it and she was like, that is genius. But they actually like got her, her coworker got them armadillo Christmas tree ornaments. So that was like, that was all from her. And then the other thing that was from her, which I mean, like this is all throughout the, the book of just between us is that she's not allowed to like be friends with any of her residents or have like personal relationships with any of them. And so she had told me that because she said that there was, um, like, I think she's telling me about a coworker at her old apartment complex that she worked at or something like something like that, just like being friends with them. And she said that she was, she often gets in trouble <laughs> from her like superiors for like being too friendly with residents. And I was like, man, what if you fell in love with one? And she was like, that is absolutely not allowed, like off limits. Never. I would lose my job. And I was like, well, I have to write a book about that. And then I was like, how can I up the stakes for this? And I was like, her parents own it. Um, so yeah, originally Ellie's parents did not own it. Um, and they were all in like a different field. Um, and they were disappointed in her for not being in their line of work. Um, and then I made her parents own it and her whole family worked for the business, but she was kind of like the letdown. Um, and then I ended up changing it to where just she works for them because her brothers never would. And I really loved how that kind of turned out, but that's my basic premise for how I came up with just between us. Back to the Carmadillo. I will yes. never not laugh at that. Yeah, I actually, when I was rereading it, like this last time going through, I was like, you know, honestly, this could probably be cut out. Like, it's not really adding anything. Like, I was like, I could just have like it end after her conversation with Cam. I would be hard. Like where he, where he bandages her knee. I was like, I could just let that go. You know, I could just. I feel like that's what makes it a romantic comedy. Yeah. Well, and then I was like, I can't do it. I was like, even if it doesn't add to the plot, like even if it's not doing anything, it's, it's just too good not to. And at that point, too many people had read it. Like I was like, if I delete this, other people will be upset with me. So I kept it. And it's been on like everyone's reviews. So I'm glad I did. It's so good. What are Cam and Wes doing on their next boys night? That's a good question. Oh my gosh. Who asked that? um Jamie oh I love Aww, that's um, so cute. I don't know I feel like their boys night would be like Wes telling Cam that he needs to come record something for him and it like getting him to come over as like saying it's a work thing but it's really not and it's just Wes trying to get him to come over and do something stupid with him you know what I'm saying like he's like I need you to come over 
it's for work and then he gets there and it's really just like him wanting to play with pool toys in the pool at night like he got like glow in the dark uh underwater rings you know yeah like ring toss kind of Um, yeah did somebody really ask is it worth to read yep yep (laughs) we're doing an entire episode on a book that you absolutely should not read obviously yeah no my (laughs) answer to that none of us absolutely not you shouldn't read it you shouldn't read any of my stuff it's all trash a book that none of us have read because it's terrible yeah okay i have a real one okay a song to describe it and that's books and brushes books dot and brushes yeah also i should i should preface this that some of these questions are um from an ask me anything that i did a couple weeks ago that i didn't get to answer all of them um so with just go with it i had like a really large playlist of songs that i mean i don't listen while i write but it just like got me in the mood and i would listen like when i was driving to come up with ideas and i struggled coming up with a playlist for this one um i do think that dive by ed sheeran oh, is a good one god that i love that song so much it's good for them like it gives me all the cam and ellie vibes and then recently i was listening to midnights by taylor swift no that's the name of the album mastermind by taylor swift and i was like this is giving me cam and ellie vibes i have a confession you know how i was like i don't really love this album a couple weeks ago that's yeah, how everyone feels it. yeah that's how everyone it. feels i it's haven't so listened good. to all of it i listened to it top to bottom like the next morning when i got up and i listened to it on repeat like that entire week it's Some so good, good stuff i still have not listened it. to all of it but literally like every person i know was like i'm just not sure how i feel about it and now they're all like, remember how I said I wasn't sure how I feel about it? Now I love it. But. <laughs> it's like constantly running through my mind all day. Like, I don't know. I like it. Who's got another question? I can ask one now. So this is from Library by Emily, who won our, um, was it our SGR giveaway? I can't remember which one she won. But anyway, that's totally beside the point. Library by Emily asked, what advice do you have for aspiring writers? Um, you can do it. I mean, honestly, that's, that's like what I tell everyone when they're like, I have maybe an inkling of an idea. I'm like, go for it. You can do it. I mean, it is a lot of work and it is really hard. So I'm not going to say that like, it's not, but I really think that if anyone puts their mind to it, they can do it. Now I will say invest in a good editor, invest in a good cover designer, invest in yourself. Like I think who said that was it Tara. Tara said that she was like, you know, take the believe in yourself enough to invest in, you know, good people to make your book good. Would you ever, would either of you ever consider writing fantasy? I have a fantasy, like 19,000 words of a fantasy written. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. I will have, it ever see the light of day or I hope eventually that makes me happy I started like about one, witches. remember Ooh, my um my document titled fantasy novel I have no business writing um <laughs> I do have that one but I think um no simply because I mean I started writing contemporary romance because I love contemporary romance so much um but now I I have a hard time reading it um and like fantasy and regency romances are like my only 
like your regency what? romance addiction is very new my well you. i'm just saying it's my only escape <laughs> well my fantasy addiction came from me it came the month before just go with it came out true i hadn't read fantasy in like almost 10 years yeah that's insane um, to me and jules and kelsey don't read like a ton of fantasy i mean no. we're still trying to get kelsey to read to finish akatar the series I i'm gonna have to read it to but finish like it. i have sorry. been i've always been a fantasy reader but like i get what you're saying about contemporaries where especially when it's in your your chosen genre and a genre that you you write and you like live in it's really hard for me not to compare myself to those other writers and so fantasy yeah. is a really nice escape from my own reality well if like in sense. high school i read mostly like fantasy and dystopian and bef- like middle school probably and then maybe like some high school and some college I read a lot of historical and I think even after I graduated I read a lot of historical um but then I started reading contemporary and basically all I read like five years and then when I decided to write it I was like never will I be the per-. like I saw so many authors being like I can't even hardly read contemporary anymore and I was like never will that be me? Because I love it too much. I'm like, I could never. Um, But I don't know, like you said, it's just hard not to compare yourself. And I feel myself either comparing my books and feeling inadequate or on the flip side of that, me like critiquing books that like, it just takes the enjoyment out of it, you know? And it's like, I'm critiquing them in my mind, probably because I feel bad. Like, I'm like, oh, this story is so much more amazing than anything I could write, but there's so many typos. And then I'm just like, what am I doing? Like, you know what I'm saying? Does that make any sense? Um, yeah. Yeah. Everyone, all of you nodding, everyone can hear you. Oh, I'm so, so sorry. I did not know <laughs> I was nodding. Um, but yeah. But anyway, I feel like it's just going back into historicals and fantasy has been a real escape for me. So I don't think that I would want to take those away as like an escape. That's my long, long winded answer. I always say that it's a good book if I'm not mentally editing it in my head. Yeah. Um, I'm terribly guilty of this. And so it's nice when I can find a contemporary that I can read without doing that. It doesn't happen a ton, but it does happen. And it's, it's ex- it can be exhausting so yeah I get yeah. that it's just I feel like when I read fantasy particularly the writing cannot be amazing but I'm just like lost in the world and I don't right. notice it as much I love that that's a good place to be and I don't re- y'all know I don't read a lot of fantasy but I still it is yeah but I feel like you read world. a lot of like darker romances or not darker but like you read outside of you write fluffy romances but you don't yeah. really read those very much I don't I don't read fluffy as much as I do like normal contemporary or dark romances and I mean not, not you super write dark. fluffy with like a soft white underbelly that like if you poke it hard enough it's like gonna hurt really bad it just that de- makes yeah, it just depends you write fluffy with like a darker a darker side to it not in like a a bad 
dark kind of way like not like a dark romance kind of way but like a, no, there's a, a lot of like vulnerability vulnerability yeah. and like pain that your characters have to deal with too especially oh, in baggage claim in my heart sorry especially in baggage claim so <laughs> yeah especially baggage claim yes little odd. i think my problem with reading and trying to write at the same time is that i really only read contemporary romance yeah. So when I'm trying to like write it when it's crunch time, I just don't read anything. How did you feel writing um, just between us compared to just go with it? Like how was the different, how was the process different? Um, so with just go with it, I didn't really tell anyone. I mean, like my close friends and family knew, um, but like I didn't have a bookstagram. I felt a lot less pressure uh, to write it. It was more of just like a, I want to see if I can do this kind of thing. Um, and then with just between us, I did feel a lot more pressure because I had people who were like, oh my gosh, I love just go with it. When is your next book going to come out? And also I had people who were like, this book sucked. So I was like, I need to write something better. <laughs> so that way I can kind of make up for it. So um, I did feel more pressure. And I think that's why I ended up writing, rewriting it so many times. But I do think that, I kind of found myself more in this one. Like I found my writing style and my voice and this book felt despite me being so much like low and just go with it. I felt like this book was more me and like my aesthetic and my voice and style and everything. So I don't know. I felt more pressure writing this one and I definitely like deadlines. I felt a lot more pressure about because I didn't give myself nearly as much time and I rewrote it so many times. Um, but all in all, I think, I don't know, the process was so different with both of them, but I think I felt, I feel like I found more of like what works, what doesn't, um, and kind of like, I don't know, more of myself. It's not necessarily easier, but it's just different. It's just, you know, you're more familiar with the process, you know, what to expect. And you I think I expected it to be easier and it and wasn't, it wasn't. <laughs> but it was different, you know? Yeah. It's a there lot. were parts that were easier and parts that were harder because when you're writing your first one, you haven't faced rejection yet yeah. or like negativity. And it's like, when you're writing your second one, you've already read these horrible things that people have to say, and they stick with you in the back of your mind as you're writing. Um, and so it was like, I don't know. It was different, but you've also read these really amazing things that are always there too. Like, you know, things that people liked and things that like resonated with people. And it was also difficult to not like to write it for myself and write like a story that I wanted instead of just writing what I thought other people would like, yeah. because now that I've like written a book and I know what people liked and what people didn't, it was, it was, a learning curve to try to be like, I want to write something people will really like, but I also want to write something that I like and I'm proud of. And you know what I'm saying? It's a fine line to balance the two for sure. Yeah. It's like they always, they being, you know, the ambiguous they out there always say, you know, to write what you want to read. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, that's fair. But maybe what I want to read isn't, something that other people have any interest in like in general yeah so 
That was um, my experience with my first book. <laughs> <laughs> I've told you time and again that I think there's a really big audience for your books. I just don't oh. think that they're on Bookstagram. I don't think like, so either. For your first book. <laughs> because, I mean, if you go to any, like, indie bookstore, they're, like, full of that genre. Yeah, you and it's, need, like... You need to find, like... A bookstore a, to stock your books. Well, that, but you also need to find, like, a... Tuesday night moms drink wine and gossip type of book club and shell yeah, that shit also, out to those people. None of us have done a book signing, but you've done multiple. Yeah. And like here's that been, too. You've been like crazy at a book signing. If I did a book signing, nobody would show up. Like, Literally no one would show up to mine. You know why? Because no one knows I even wrote a book. So yeah. if and I, but I mean, yours are people who that. don't even know about you. It's just like at a bookstore, but people like eat that up. Yeah. So okay, it's well, just different audiences. Buttering me up. Um, Emma Hill wants to know what your favorite scene in Just Between Us is. Kelsey and Amanda, what's your favorite scene? Um, the Carmadillo. Yeah, you do. Um, Obviously. The that the the night they met, the first kiss. Oh, oh yeah. I, I feel like that. I love that so much. Um didn't ask me what mine was. Well, you haven't read it all. Well, yeah, but I'm like 85% through. Oh, I thought you were only like 20% through. No, remember, because I texted you. Because I was like, I'm getting close to the part where where the POV was supposed to change or whatever. I'll let you know when I find it. And I was at like seven. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so what's your favorite part? <laughs> your favorite scene? Huh? The first scene. Oh. <laughs> it is my favorite, though. They have such an instant connection. I will tell you that was so hard to write because I couldn't have them talk that much yeah. because I couldn't have them know anything about each other. Yeah, that's um, hard. Yeah, it's so connection without knowing too much about each other. Yes, instant connection turns to make out without knowing anything about each other, yeah, um, or even each other's correct name. I love so, I just that scene is so good. I, um, I think my something scene, like. I think you did a really good job of making it like, obviously we know the book is closed door, but you made it sexy without being like overtly. So if that makes sense, that's my goal. I don't want to ever be like so sexy that people are then disappointed with it. Like, yeah, yeah. Like I feel like some closed door authors can tease too much. And then it's like, you strung us up for what? Yeah. Yeah, It was like, like, it's like all this tension leading up to nothing. Yeah. It's like book blue balls. Um, well, I was just about to say that actually. You literally took yeah. the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. Um, but then I, I mean, I want it to feel sexy. They're like grown adults falling in love. So, I mean, there has to be that there. I mean, but anyway, um, I think my favorite scene is when um, Ellie is sick. She gets sick. And he's like taking her back to um, her apartment and he takes care of her. But before all that, he's like helping her get back to her apartment. And she's like super fevered and is like, has no filter. And she's like, you smell good. Saying like all these things to him that she would never say when, um, you know, if she was not half dying. So I think that's my favorite. Well, I do have another one from Jamie. 
um which female character crossover should happen she wrote this kind of weird but basically which female character would be ellie's bestie and it can be any by any book or author i know (laughs) but i don't want to give me i don't want to answer for you no who do you think while i'm looking olivia from mr wrong number why do you think them I just think that would be a good balance. I mean, she's so like even killed, and Olivia's so nuts. That yeah, would make a good I match. I think that the, Ellie's quirkiness and Olivia's just pure chaos could be a recipe for major disaster, though. I think she would get along <laughs> with. I think she would. Okay, I do. I think I know Lucy from the Hating Game. Oh, okay. oh yeah. yeah, for sure. They're very similar. And I feel like if they were in an office together, like they would need an office mate like Josh from The Hating Game and no. like would absolutely just like drive him nuts yes. every day. I like agree. with their clutter, their loudness, their colorfulness everywhere. Like I feel like they would be besties and they would be like buying each other different like crazy mugs and they would have like a mug collection in their office that's like overtaking you know an entire wall or something right. all the oh time I, I think love that. Be best friends. and there would just be tea everywhere yeah they would be like best friends but even more than that they would be like best work friends you know yeah yeah like the best work friend that becomes like your friend outside of work okay Mads, what was your your plan of putting oh okay so um I think they might have left already but my brother and sister-in-law came over like a half hour before we got on the pod and I was like that's fine I have to go in here um and they were out there talking right before I came on they were like um they were like talking about this game that they've been playing in their group text where um they they picked eight I don't want to do eight but they picked people that you would take to like start a new civilization on a deserted island and it could be yeah. anyone from any time anywhere yeah. um fictional cool? or real oh any, like dead or alive who they said i eight. can't I remember eight do. characters let's just do well, three. no it can be real people too like celebrities or whatever i was gonna say five but we can do a three if we want let's do three i'm sleepy three Okay, my first one. Oh, and it's like a it's like a draft. So once someone's picked, you can't have them. If we're doing just three, okay. I want Aelin from Throne of Glass, and then I want Survivor Man from the show Survivor Man, and then I want. I'm trying to decide between Jon Snow and Rhysand. <laughs> I mean, just I don't know who Jon Snow, Snow is. He's from Game oh, of Thrones. Jon Snow. I know who he is. No, nothing, Jon Snow. Huh? I know who Jon Snow is. Just no, I, I said, you're looking at me like, please pick Reese. Please pick Jon Snow. So oh. I didn't understand. I mean, I did immediately think Reese, but I don't think so anymore. I'll pick Reese because he has magic. So Reese, Aelin, and then um, Survivor. <laughs> Plus, I need to procreate with someone. <laughs> So you didn't oh. pick your husband? <laughs> and it's going to be Survivor Man, not Reese. <laughs> no, it's going to be Reese for sure. Um, no, because when I was, Josh had eight people and I was like, am I on this island with you? And he was like, no. And I was like, what? He was like, sorry, you didn't make the cut. 
And I was like, who did make the cut? And he said, Jennifer Gardner. I was like, what the heck? And he was like, he was elect, she was Electra or something. And I was like, and then he said some other woman who was it. Um, I don't remember. Jennifer Gardner's from West Virginia. That's your fun fact for the day. Not many cool <laughs> people are, so. <laughs> uh, I should have put Kathy Bates on my list. Dang oh it. my gosh, obviously. Kathy um, Bates is an alternate if Avalon can't make it. <laughs> Can I go next? Yes, go ahead. Okay. We're just running out of would you rather, so I thought we could take a break this week and do this something is so fun. fun. I want no, I love it. I'm ready. Okay, so these are my real picks. <laughs> judgment. Number one is going to be Vectal from Ice Planet Barbarians. My lord. He will um keep us all satisfied. All he cares about is <laughs> women satisfied. Not I don't just mean in the bedroom. I mean he brings you furs and he hunts for you. And all his sole purpose in life <laughs> is to satisfy a woman. I mean, that's me all, to start that's right the there. only I thing love is, that she was born on this planet for. That this man needs to be on her list. She needs to convince <laughs> the rest of us. I'm just, you haven't read it, so you don't know, but Vectal is the chief of the big seven foot blue alien men. The Does his dick, was convinced Does his to dick have series. probes on it? No, it does have a spur. <laughs> That's why I'm at. Okay, never yeah. mind. Okay. You had me convinced for a second. That's where I tap out is dicks with spurs on them. I'm not tapped out. <laughs> 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 um. Anyway, Vectal would keep me warm. He would uh, bring me food. And he'd keep you sad. He can start a fire. He knows all the local caves. Yeah, Reese could keep me warm too in other ways. (laughs) Um, So yes. No, actually in the same ways though. Mm -hmm. Because Jules wants that. But he don't need a spur, you know? (laughs) (laughs) He just got his regular bat penis. Well, this guy has a large penis. You know, bat. Fat, bat, bat, bat. You know, I, if I was a guy and a girl told me I had a fat penis, I think I'd cry. <laughs> like, I think I'd be like, damn, bitch. Get but out why of would you cry like tears of joy or tears of disgust? Disgust. <laughs> For oh, somebody telling you you had a fat dick. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. When I hear fat dick, I think like chode. I don't think I, do like, I said bat, like B A T. Yeah, I she- realize I'm just saying. Okay, <laughs> okay, who else is on your list? Okay, hold on, I'm not done. Alien man, so much. Okay, so Vectal. Um, then, I don't think you should get any of this. I don't want to. Because you might yell at me. I would say Leo from Hidden Miles. He's a normal human. <laughs> important caveat he was in um the military and then he got out and then he had severe ptsd and he was stuck on a winery for like that his parents owned for like five years straight dream that's my dream job right there he i know and are we only doing book characters then i am um i don't like real people if you don't know (laughs) i said survivor man just because you know they drop no i have to say bear grills I have yeah. to. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Bear Grylls. Okay. Vectal, Bear Grylls. No, I need a woman. Okay. Let me find a woman. 
because I will not be the only girl on this thing because I'm going to need help when I'm on my period and whatnot. Okay, hold on, please. Who's my favorite female character that I can uh, stand for a while? If we're doing just book characters, then I'll I'll get rid of Survivor Man and choose. No, I want to do Bear Grylls. Oh, no. Mine aren't. I'm keeping Okay, that's fine. We won't, you know what? We won't do just, I was going to say, we'll do book characters on the next one, but we've done them next year, so. Just let Jules roll with her alien penis. You know what? June. My June. Not... (laughs) What is she going to do? <laughs> June. My June. What she, is she going to do for you? She's not, She's going to keep me company while the other two serve us. Okay. So Bear Grylls is going to show Vectal what the planet is like here. because he's Aileen's just going to make me feel bad about myself. Yeah. Can't get over an alien. And the alien. Bear Grylls. <laughs> and, and June Hart. <laughs> <laughs> a pair. That's a like best, family. That what is a group. <laughs> um, that I would I would watch a show with the three of them on there happily, <laughs> happily. What a group! Oh, Me and June okay. would be propped Kelsey, up with our vanilla, sh- our uh, sugar-free vanilla Coke, and we would uh have them just serve us all day long. It'd be really nice, actually. Sorry, Justin. I guess I should have thought of you. <laughs> Kels, go ahead, Kelsey. Go, Kelsey. Okay, so ultimately, I'm going to pick my GI doctor so I can stay alive. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's fair, though. That, that's fair. I, uh, I need to see him every eight weeks. So if, you know, he could come, that would be great. And then I'm going to pick... <laughs> I'm gonna also pick um Rip off of Yellowstone because he's really pretty and he would protect me. Mm-hmm. He'd kill somebody for me. One. And then does he what? wear a hat and sunglasses always? Yeah. Because someone hot. I haven't watched it, but someone dressed up as him for our Halloween party. My and- husband dresses up like him quite often. It's nice. I mean, like that's what he like actually like. I thought you like. meant he just like, walks around the house. <laughs> they roll. They role play a role lot. Play. Oh god, no! My okay, husband just wears wears Carhartt like that a lot. It's so nice. Anyways, um, and then also, I'm not gonna pick my husband. <laughs> I'm gonna pick Bobby Flay. Ooh, I do oh. love me some Bobby Flay, man. I did tell when we were playing this game out there and I had eight people to choose. I, I put, I said, I'm also going to take a chef as one of my people. So I get to kill. If I just have three, though, a chef ain't making it on there. Okay, Amanda. Well, Luke's walking in right now. Honey, I'm so sorry, but I didn't pick, pick you if I'm stranded on an island for three people <laughs> to take with me. I picked ripped rip <laughs> my GI doctor and Bobby Flay. My GI doctor. I probably wouldn't pick you either. You just <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? He wouldn't pick me because I would have anxiety the whole time. <laughs> That's pretty accurate. Amanda, That's who fair. would you yeah. take? Okay. Oh gosh, this is so difficult. Especially since I already took two of yours. No, you didn't. Um, okay, I've been reading lots of mafia romance lately. So I think I have to go okay with um Raylan from 
broken vow by Sophie Lark because he was in the military and now he's just like a badass private security bodyguard type dude. Just so like Leo. He could keep me keep me safe. Right. And he's sexy as hell. So there's that. Um let's see here. Um, you know, we were talking about Superman a little bit ago. And I got to go with Tom Welling, who played Superman in the Smallville series, the CW series. Um, always been a big fan of Tom Welling. Also really nice to look at. And, you know, he's Superman, so he like literally can't die. So he can make sure that I don't die. So Almost. are you taking the actor or are you taking Superman? Superman. Ah, Superman, uh, but Tom Welling as Superman. Sure. Okay. That's an important distinction. Yes. Tom Welling as Superman. Because, like, there's been lots of Supermans throughout the years. Obviously, we just mentioned um, Henry Cavill, Christopher Reeves. May he rest in peace. Um, you know, there's lots of lots of them. Yes. But, yeah, Tom Welling as Superman. And then I think I need a female. You know who I would really... Mm, nope, that's Maybe. a lie. Huh? No, I love you, but not that much. Okay, I'm just going to say Bryce because she immediately comes to mind. So Bryce Quinlan, my I girl. I think about her too. But. Because after Aelin, she's the one I think I would get along with best. So. I think you and Bryce would have such a love-hate relationship. Like you guys would love each other so hard, but when you guys got annoyed with each other, you would get annoyed with each other so so hard too. There'd be no in between, hundred percent. I think Aylin would just like outright kill me if I pissed her off. So yes, yeah. So that's it. I like those. This was a fun game. I agree. That was a quite. A quite good. I don't know how to say that. That was a. That was a quite good fun time, lad. (laughs) (laughs) That was quite a nice surprise. On next week's episode, super excited to have drumroll, please. Our very own Juliana, Juliana Smith. Um, We had a request from Kathy Bates. We had a request from Kathy Bates. Have Juliana Smith Smith on um she said she could probably make it but she may be too busy in the chick-fil-a drive-thru but she'll do her best um so, <laughs> so next week stay tuned um thank you so much for listening please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform head over to our instagram at heartbreaks.pod for some more extra stuff um we do have merch now we didn't i don't know if we've talked about it because I haven't been on for a couple days because I'm a bad pod member but we do have merch so go ahead and go get some um you know help support your local indie authors yeah I say local none of us are local to each other but (laughs) help support your indie authors and um yeah go over there and say hey to us we do um, giveaways pretty often with some of the authors that come on the pod and we would love to have you over there bye how is that a plus that was the most chaotic thing i've ever heard in my life (laughs) also please please just once for me say see you next time heartbreakers oh yeah see you next time heartbreakers thank you you gotta do your shoot yeah boy shoot yeah boy (laughs) 